What is up, Jangsters? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. And today we have another edition of the Overthinking MTG podcast. Today we're going to be talking about a card that Wizards actually just spoiled on their Twitter feed, Kaito Dancing Shadow. Now, this is a new Planeswalker that is going to be coming out in Phyrexia All Will Be One. Now, we had previously been aware that they would be releasing a Kaito in Phyrexia All Will Be One, but we did not know whether or not Kaito was going to be completed. They announced that there will be 10 Planeswalkers in Phyrexia. Um, amongst them, we have Kaido and we have Koth, both of whom they've, well, now they've confirmed will not be completed. Of the other, you know, other eight Planeswalkers, five of them will be. So Phyrexia is going to get their hands on some of our most beloved characters. Amongst them, we have the Wandering Emperor, we have Jace, we have Vraska, we have um, Nissa is in there. We also have Kaya and uh, I believe Tyvar from Kaldheim and a few others. I don't, but in any event, the selection of characters is very, very interesting. And one thing that I noticed right away when they revealed all 10 planeswalkers that were going to be included, I noticed there were a lot of relationships between them. And the one I want to talk about specifically today is Kaito and the Wandering Emperor. So, a big part of the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty storyline was this new planeswalker that we were following, Kaito, um, trying to re, re, you know, reunite with his old friend, the Wandering Emperor. And their friendship, their connection, their kind of love for each other was a major part of that story to the point where if you watched like the cinematic trailers um, or read the stories, like it was integral to the emotional beats of that narrative it was very important the idea that the wandering emperor could not control her spark um so that she was bouncing around all these different places and kaito just trying to find her was very you know there's something you know we, we've all had the that friendship or that family member that we're trying to reconnect with or we wish we could reconnect with and so kaito was always a very um a very interesting character in that re regard and their relationship was very moving um, and so one of the things that I assumed when they showed the first 10 planeswalkers and they showed Kaito and the Wanderer are, uh, are both included I was like okay one of them is going to be safe and the other one is going, going to get completed and we are going to have to watch them respond to it and react to it and try to handle it because that would be a very heavy very emotional situation and with a good story we want heavy emotions well we now know kaito's safe now at this point i know there have been a number of leaks i personally have not participated in them i have not seen them um so i don't know whether or not the wandering emperor has been you know unofficially confirmed to be completed or not but this tells me the likelihood of her getting captured and her getting turned is very high because now all of a sudden kaito's Kaito's safe. So that scares me. Um, I'm very interested to see what a completed Wanderer could do. It's pretty terrifying, not gonna lie. In any event, um, for the record also, just as a, an aside, I anticipate the same thing happening between Jason Vraska. There was a romance between Jason Vraska and the Ixalan story, if I'm not mistaken. And so the fact that they're both listed, I have a feeling one of them is going to be, be completed and the other is going to be safe. And I also want to throw it out there. Somebody in my chat mentioned how horrifying would it be if Jace got completed? Not just because he's like the poster child for the game. Um, so that would be just a very bold move on Wizards part. But also in War of the Spark, people assumed that Nicol Bolas was when Nicol Bolas was defeated, he was killed. But Jace, Ugin and I believe Teferi actually know the truth. 
that Nicol Bolas is alive, you know, on another plane and just held captive with Ugin. So the idea of the Phyrexians getting that little tidbit of information is kind of horrifying. Anyway, aside's over. Kaito, Dancing Shadow, what does the card do? So we have a new Kaito. Kaido is a pretty cool card, and, and you know we, we've seen him from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. It's neat, cares about ninjas, saboteur-style effects. We want to be getting in for damage and drawing cards. It's a re actually a really cool... The current Kaido that we have in Standard is a really good card you know, card draw engine in decks that want to deal damage. So it's one of those that it's not uncommon to see in like Grixis lists. Um, and I've, I know there are some Demir like mid range lists that have been experimented with in the past to mix results, but cool card nonetheless. So Kaido Dancing Shadow, does this version match? So three starting loyalty for two blue black already four mana Planeswalker better be freaking awesome. Whenever one or more creatures you control deals combat damage to a player, you may return one of them to its owner's hand. If you do, you may activate loyalty abilities of Kaito twice this turn rather than only once. All right, being able to double dip on a Planeswalker is a very powerful ability. So, all right, you have my attention. Plus one, up to one target creature can't attack or block until your next turn. Zero, draw a card. Negative two, create a two-two colorless drone artifact creature token with death touch. And when this creature leaves the battlefield, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. I actually think this card is pretty solid, but it's solid in an archetype that is not supported. So as a result, we probably aren't gonna see a lot of love for it. This is a ninja planeswalker being printed in a set that presumably will not have ninjas. So. <laughs> Okay, I guess because ultimately what ninjas want to be doing is you want to be bouncing ninjas back to your hand So you can use them in use the ninjutsu ability out of your hand and Monkey with your board state That's ultimately what you want to be doing and this allows you to do that because that ability of being able to double dip on the Activations is awesome, but it also returns a creature to its owner's hand And if you want to take advantage of that you have to return a creature to its owner's hand so in general like bouncing a token or bouncing you know some kind of evasive creature that maybe spent two or three mana on is usually not great to be honest because in order to you know if you want to do that you then have to pay for the cost of getting it back onto the battlefield and you know it, you, it presumably won't be able to attack the first turn it comes in unless it has haste so it's one of those things where it's it's difficult to really make a case for it. Um, you know, you got to really mean it. That said, if a creature has a strong enter the battlefield ability, first thing that comes to mind is Corpse Appraiser in standard right now. When that thing ETBs, you get to eat a card out of a graveyard and then ultimately draw a card with some selection. I mean, graveyard hate and card draw all on one creature and it's a 3-3 three, three for 3. Getting a chance to bounce that back to your hand, reload it, take advantage of the ETB again while also double dipping on Kaito, in a turn where you're dealing with the three damage to their face, not bad. No, it is not evasive, so take that for what it's worth, but all the same. Um, this works beautifully, like I said, with ninjas, though, because if you were to bounce, say, um, the, the, what is it, the Thousand Face Shadow from Kamigawa, which is a 1-1 flyer for one that has a ninjutsu ability that lets you clone attacking creatures. Like, if you can bounce that back to your hand with this ability, double dip on kaito draw an extra card or pin down prevent more creatures that your opponent has from attacking with that plus one ability and then be able to you know use the ninjutsu ability on the following turn or like cards like the kappa tech wrecker or the biting palm ninja which are these like 
single-use ninjas that come in with a counter on them and you remove the counter to get an effect if they deal damage. So those are great to reload. And in the case of Kappa Tech Cracker, the idea that you can like give it, you know, it has death touch if it still has the counter on it. So it'd be very easy to like hit, deal the damage with it, then bounce it back to your hand, you know, trigger it in such a way that you remove the counter first, blow up a thing, then bounce it back to your hand. Not hard to do and very cool. So the, those... You know, it synergizes beautifully. To be honest, this card feels like it belongs in Neon Dynasty, which is appropriate with the character, but still, functionally speaking, this might actually make some of those like ninjutsu cards viable in a way that they never really have been. Like, don't don't get me wrong, I jammed Saltine Ninjas for a while. Sucker got me to Mythic, actually, uh, but it was never a top tier deck. Like, it was good, but it was never like the thing. And I don't think this would is gonna bump that over the top by any means, but it's cool. Um, a couple of things that I just really like about it, that plus one. That plus one is nasty. The fact that it's pacifism for a turn is amazing. Because one, it prevents the, the your opponent's creatures from blocking, meaning that you're more likely to actually get in with your damage. Okay, that's great. Additionally, it prevents them from attacking as well. So if you're in a situation where you're, you're attacking with, say, a couple of death touchers, your opponent is put in a situation where, okay, I can either block it and my thing is going to die or I don't and they might bounce the death toucher back to their hand and then I can't attack with this thing next turn because they're going to be able to plus one Kaito again and so Kaito protects itself while also letting you deal combat damage to your opponent oh I mean that's that's big time that plus one is fantastic if you can take advantage of the plus one consistently then all of a sudden I think Kaito is worth it. Also, if you have cards with good ETBs or good ninjutsu abilities where you want to be bouncing them back up to your hand with that passive ability, all of a sudden Kaito becomes really good. If those conditions are not met, however, this thing is gonna be pretty rough. So I'm probably gonna build around it, but I do not expect it to see notable significant meta, you know, meta play given the stuff that we have in the format right now. I just, I don't expect it, which is unfortunate because this idea is actually really cool. Like, I think this card can do some really cool things and I like it. Also, the fact that the negative two creates that drone that has death touch. That's one thing, like in the, in the ninja deck that I ran back in the day, I had Fang of Shijeki in that, in that deck. Now it's a one, one death toucher for one. You would think, why is that in your ninja deck? Well, one, it, I believe it's type actually was ninja. So that was kind of cool, but the main reason is Death Touch is an evasive ability, believe it or not. Like, on its face, it's not. If you had to, like, list evasion abilities, Death Touch usually wouldn't be on there. However, if you attack with a one-on-one with Death Touch, unless your opponent has something with First Strike or Indestructible, they probably aren't going to want to block it, you know? And so, as a result, those little one-ones are going to get in. You know, that, that allows you to do your ninja nonsense. It allows you to activate Kaito twice because you're getting in for that damage. Um, yeah. So Death Touch functions in an evasive fashion a lot of time as an attacker. So the fact that Kaito produces this drone that has Death Touch and it has an a leaves the battlefield trigger. So if you absolutely have to, you could drop Kaito right on four, down tick, make this drone. It blocks for Kaito perfectly. And if you attack with it, you could then double dip on Kaito's other ability. Other abilities, rather, I should say. And feed itself in a really cool... Actually, come to think of it, you down tick first, Kaito's down with one loyalty. Assuming Kaito survives and you get to attack with the drone, you swing with the drone. If it connects, you bounce the drone back to your hand, which would result in it dying or disappearing forever because it's a token. But it would get the leave the battlefield trigger, dome your opponent for two, gain two life. 
this that allows you to double plus Kaito. So you could buff up Kaido again, and now all of a sudden your your opponent has two creatures they can't attack with, and Kaido's back to three loyalty. Like, not an amazing line, not super powerful. If Kaido's starting loyalty was four and you'd be able to do like you know, it would feed itself in even more gnarly, insane ways. Um, so I'm glad that's not the case. But all in all, I think this card is actually pretty decent. But again, I don't expect it to see a lot of play outside of janky brews, but you better believe I'm going to try. Now, the thing I can't wait to see, though, um, above, you know, that this telegraphs is the Wandering Emperor. Did the Wanderer get completed? I can't wait to see. Uh, I'm very curious how that's going to play out. And to be honest, like, it, it could have gone either way. Like, Wanderer or Kaito. I'd be shocked if they're both safe. Shocked if they're both safe. Um, yeah, so I, 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 like, I think right now, if I was a betting man, my money would be on, on Emperor getting, getting completed or having been completed by this point. So it'll be very interesting to see, but cool card. Kaido in general, I like ninja support. I'm a big fan of that. Um, I think it's a neat archetype that allows you to do some cool things. So I like this card, Kaito Dancing Shadow. Definitely check it out when Phyrexia all will be one drops. I'm definitely, oh, it's also more rare. It's a rare Planeswalker. There are a ton of Planeswalkers in the set, so we know some of them are going to be rare. Kaido's one of those. All right, cool. But anyway, good stuff. I enjoy it. Super fun. And uh, yeah, thank you for checking out the video. If you got it this far and you enjoyed it, or the podcast, it's available wherever podcasts are sold. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Please leave a review, a you know rating in your favorite podcast app. If you're on the YouTubes, a thumbs up and that sub button make a huge difference. I appreciate it very, very much. Thank you, and I'll catch you on the next one.